Oh my stars, I am so thrilled you're here. My name is Kai Graham and welcome to another episode in my podcast, The Parent and Teen Toolbox, which is designed to equip parents and teenagers with the tools for navigating adolescence. I've been in the trenches of parenting and now I'm on a mission to help parents support their teenagers so that together we can build a mentally healthier and happier generation of young people. Each week you will receive learnings and takeaways that will help you tackle the challenges and the oh shit moments that are often associated with parenting tweens and teens. I have your back and I'm glad you're here. Hello, you wonderful lot. How the devil are you? Today's episode is all about self-harm. So there's just a warning here that if you are feeling vulnerable or if you feel that this um, episode might sort of trigger something for you, trigger big emotions, then maybe press pause and come back when you're feeling, um, you know, sort of ready to hear it. Um, I will not be sensationalising anything, but I also will not be holding any punches because... To me, this is a topic that needs to be discussed. Um, My experience tells me that we are not talking about it enough. Um, A lot of parents have sort of asked me, please, will you address the issue? And a lot of kids are contacting me um, through Instagram and through my blog posts sort of saying, yeah, this is is what's going on. And thank you for um, sort of casting a light on it. So... It's important and um, I want to sort of, you know, do my bit and um, maybe take away some of the fear um, and just sort of just take away some of the stigma as well. Um, Earlier on in the year, The Guardian sort of released a report and they said that self-harm amongst young children um, has doubled in the last six years. Whoa. And that's young children. Um, You know, statistics have also said that um, self-harm between 13 to 16 year old girls has increased by 68 percent in the last three years. And I think that was pre-COVID. So, I mean, imagine um, it's I know. Uh, the, that it's getting worse. Um, the Children's Society reported that a quarter of girls and one in 10 boys actually self-harm, which does make for unsettling reading for parents. And the reason is, is that um, for many, this topic can be sort of quite scary, you know, because we have as parents sort of little first-hand experience about self-harm, which really as a result, I think it, it it means that we are approaching self-harm from a place of fear because we do not know, um, dare I say it, the nature of the beast. Um, and when parents, you know, they sort of come to me and sort of say that I think my child is self-harming or I have evidence of that, um, they start blaming themselves, um, which is incorrect. Please don't because... Um, it's well we'll talk about why kids self-harm but it's not really always you know the the parents fault but there is um with the parents they are experiencing feelings of confusion helplessness um uncertainty so let's just stop and think what this is for what's going on for our kids um yeah it's it's understandable for everyone to be alarmed at the reports and the statistics that we're hearing um but also it's worth noting that understanding um, what's going on is absolute key. 
So first of all, what is self-harm? Um, well, according to Childline, and I, I worked with these guys for many years, so I have a deep, deep respect for Childline. Um, it's hurting yourself or damaging yourself on purpose. Now, a lot of people sort of, you know, just sort of understand self-harm as cutting, but it's not just that. It can be bruising, scratching, burning, hair pulling, eating disorders. And I have seen, I mean, for flip's sake, that the number of um, people coming to me with, um, eat, you know, looking for eating disorder support, especially since COVID is, is through the roof. Um, but also addictions um, may also be regarded as self-harm. So it's important to be aware of um, exactly, you know, sort of what, what, what could be going on. And um, yes, look out for the signs, but we're, we're going to come to that. Um, so many parents come to me from a point of confusion, come to me not quite understanding. And, and you know, sort of many sort of go, why, why? Why would my child hurt themselves? You know, it, it must be so. Yeah, yeah, it is, you know. Um, but <sighs> listening and speaking to the kids, um, you know, what is, what is it that you are seeking to achieve from self-harm? A lot of them are just saying, I need the pain to go away. And by that, they actually mean the pain in their head, the confusion in their head, the the overwhelm, the frustration, the chaos, the the fear, all, all that, every, everything that is spiralling on in their head and they just need to press pause and they just need to escape what's going on in their head. And by actually hurting themselves physically, then that diverts the brain away from the mental chaos and just by inflicting physical pain, even just for that nanosecond, it gets it all to stop. Just to quote, a, a, you know, a number of kids that I've sort of spoken, spoken to, um, typical responses that I've received from them are, um, well, it's a way of de dealing with emotional pain in a physical way. Um, one child sort of said it helps release the tension. Um, another, another child said to me, I have absolutely no idea. Um, and, and some, you know, another young boy sort of said, it helps me cope with stress and, and anxieties. And so when asking, well, what causes my child to self-harm, it, it's, well, you know, what causes their stress and anxieties? Um, it could be bullying. Um, and I talked about that in the last episode. It could be bereavement. It could be uncertainty. It could be, um, it, I, I, you know, a whole host of different sort of things. It, it's it's sort of, you know, the pressures of, of maybe of school or, or you know, abuse or whatever. It, it, it's, it's, yes, it's worth sort of finding out what's going on, but it, it's, there's no cookie cutter approach here. There is no one answer. It's, it's, it's important to understand um, what's going on for your child. And the thing is, is because the teenage brain is still developing, what happens is they still don't have the emotional intelligence to deal with their strong negative emotions. And so it's for this reason, they aren't really sure how to identify with all these feelings, um, the confusion, the anger, sadness, fear and guilt. Um, and these feelings are 
hugely overwhelming and sends kids into a sort of feeling of panic or stress which actually can be really really frightening but you know if you sort of think about it they keep on referring back to instagram which is all sort of tulips and unicorns and they look at everyone else's um technicolor life and then they which where everything's meant to be fantastic and and you know wonderful and they look at their life and just sort of think well this isn't working why have i got it so wrong and and why why have I why, why have I screwed up so badly and why is it me and so for many young people self harm puts the brakes on, even just for that minute. Um, you know during that huge tidal wave of negative emotions and many, you know many kids just want want it to stop but they don't know how to because, the thing is at schools we don't teach them about emotions. We don't teach them about communicating what's going on in their head. And and they, they so I would say 95% of the kids that come to me sort of don't realise that actually, you know, sort of sadness and guilt and fear and all that are, are normal emotions to have. And it worries them that they feel like they've totally screwed up. Many young people, you know, they cite their top three reasons for self-harm as low self-esteem, bullying and depression um and i think the thing is we spoke about bullying last week um low self-esteem by by that it could be the way they look um that's where that's where it, it initially starts off that they're sort of beginning to sort of compare themselves to others you know when they start coming into school and they start realizing that actually, oh, hang on a minute, we're all different, and oh, that person's taller and thinner, and you know, sort of prettier or, or hairier or whatever it is. Um, and then it's a sort of, oh well, then I'm not good enough. And if if anxiety and stresses are left unchecked, then they do snowball. They snowball into something quite sinister, and um. You know, the, the end result can be self-harm or, or even suicide. So it's important to be aware of what is going on for your child and for you to be able to support them in the very best way that you can. What does worry me sometimes is that, um, gosh, I did. I actually I actually had a call with um, a, a, a mum and dad about two or three months ago and um the dad was very matter of fact and he sort of said oh yeah my my son's struggling and yeah i know he's self has is self-harming but sure i did that and and you know it was just just a way of it was just a phase it was just a way of sort of you know just trying to sort of sort out my emotions and and it really alarmed me how matter of fact it was he that this man was as if to sort of say, oh, it's just a rite of passage for, for teenagers to go through this. And OK, he was maybe a success story and came out the other side. And maybe he, you know, he sort of said, well, it'll, you know, it, it hardens you up, which I, I, I'm afraid I had to call him out on it. Um, actually, sorry, not sorry. But I, I was just quite amazed that um, he just didn't seem terribly concerned about it. Um and and it just sort of goes with, uh, you know, a statistic I read recently that 39% of parents think that self-harm is a form of attention-seeking. It is not. I can't, I cannot stress that enough. Our kids 
are struggling. Our kids are in trouble. Our kids are overwhelmed, confused, depressed, anxious. And I think to, um, to, to put it off as a phase is actually, in my book, deeply, deeply insulting. Um, 80% of, of kids who were questioned said <laughs> categorically, this is not the case. I'm with them. I just, I, you know, I just think it's alarming. Um, Self-harm is not a cry for help. Um, I believe that attention seeking implies, you know, sort of that our kids are being more manipulative. And actually, uh, my experience with self-harmers is actually they are trying to cover up their scars and they want to avoid being discovered. So how can that be attention seeking? Seriously. So the big question is, is what can parents do? Um, and yeah, let, let, let's just dive straight in. The question is, there's a secrecy and a stigma to self-harm. So it's important to react in the right way. Um, parents, this is not about you. So um, fundamentally, that's worth remembering. It is not about you. So many kids don't want to, don't want their parents to find out because they don't want the added responsibility of negotiating their parents' pain when they don't even know how to negotiate their own. And neither should our kids have the burden of guilt for causing even more upset in the in the home. So I need you to ask yourself as parents, how would I want my loved one to react if this was me? Because actually. As a parent, it's your role to support rather than to control. So how do you know if your child is self-harming? Well, you might suspect or you might, you know, you might know already, but I want you to watch out for a number of signs. Yeah, it's the, the obvious ones were unexplained cuts and burns and bruises. Is your child keeping themselves all covered up? Um, it's hard in winter, isn't it? Because you can't, you know, the everything is sort of, you know, long, sloppy sort of sweatshirts and stuff, and that's okay. But just sort of see if if they are trying to cover up um, any sort of cuts and bruises that they might have inflicted on themselves. Um, maybe they again. It is. It is. It's a bit like we were talking about in last week's episode. Um, it's it's moods you know changes in behavior um are they being withdrawn or isolating themselves from friends and family um lack of interest in life oh, low moods um blaming themselves for their for their own problems and sort of expressing feelings of hopelessness or despair um and yeah and and sort of blaming themselves um because that's that that is how it's sort of you know it's it's a self perpetuating sort of problem and and a lot of kids don't understand because as i said earlier don't they don't have the um emotional intelligence to understand that actually sometimes you know having a shitty day having a shitty week is just the way life rolls sometimes and yet many kids tend to think that they are broken um but what makes a young person vulnerable to self-harm um a lot of it is is life circumstances um 
a lot of it is you know we I, i'm i'm seeing so much more and i think the thing is is because our kids were in lockdowns for quite a you know for, for such a long time they were unable to um speak to their friends they were unable to communicate with their peers and so they many of them turned internally to try and sort their problems out um and and when they have poor problem solving sort of skills um the likelihood is is that they can't get themselves out of the turmoil that they're experiencing um there might be family factors um you know there there could be poor relationships with family or drug and alcohol misuse um high expectations or un- unreasonable expectations um breakdown in in relationships within the family but there are also you know social factors um from peers from social groups from bullying you know and also dare i say it they might be mirroring behavior from other friends who are self-harming um the internet is a wonderful thing because hurrah look and, and technology is bringing you to me and me to you um on a weekly basis but we have to be very very careful with the um the exposure our kids have to self harm because and and i as i said at the top of the episode i am a huge um supporter of childline but even childline um can help help our or or maybe not helps the wrong word point our kids towards self harm as as a, a um the wrong solution to a temporary problem because you know so what happens is kids go onto websites and they sort of you know go well you know go onto forums or chat or whatever and so you know i'm having a crap time and it's oh yeah well oh me too and i did this and i listened to music and i did that and i sort of have a punch bag and i sort of i'm on meds and i sort of you know yell at my sister and maybe someone else says yeah i tried self harm and the thing is is if you google self harm it's you know it, it, it and and especially sort of you know when when they're talking to each other you know it's oh no will self harm really help me it helped me sort of calm the chaos in my head oh well for those kids that are emotionally um don't have the emotional intelligence and that are emotionally vulnerable they go oh well hang on a minute i'm going to try self harm too because that'll make me feel better so my my point is if you are suspecting anything as a parent please do not put your head in the sand and hope it will go away because if we are allowing our kids to go online to try and find the solutions that is a very dangerous path to tread because our kids many of whom do not have the 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 knowledge and the capabilities and the maturity to realize that actually so you know acting acting out um you know sort of um to or self harming themselves is an issue that is not whilst whilst it's sort of temporarily for that nanosecond might take away the pain it is not the 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 solution that will end that the 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 pain that they they are experiencing we need to be able to support our kids and um, be it through therapy be it through coaching be it through better education that actually we need to work out what's going on in our heads rather than trying to numb it and block it out
One quote I read about self-harm is, if you are hurting so badly in your head, to harm yourself on your skin stops the feelings in your head. Um, which is, yeah, as I said, sort of, you know, te temporary respite. But there are possible problems um, with sort of self-harm. You know, it, it, it can be very serious. Repeated self-harm is common following a first episode. Um, so depending on the method, it, it, it can create serious damage, be it, you know, medical side effects um, or, you know, sort of, let's say from a serious overdose or, or deep permanent scarring. Um, it's linked to so many other problems like depression, anxiety, eating, eating disorders and addictions, all of which need to be treated in themselves. So um, it's it's important to realize, you know, uh, unlike this father who sort of said, "Oh well, it's just a phase, and I did it." You know, the 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 future repercussions, um, you know, are many, um, and individ individuals who have self harmed are at higher risk of suicide than other children or other other people. Um, it it's not it's not a, a high risk. I, I don't want to sort of start being alarmist, but it is it is a potential risk. Um, so it's it's just sort of worth bearing in mind, you know, whilst self-harm is a form of escape, um, it's an effort for our, our kids to try and regain control over their feelings or over their problems. It A lot of these issues can be dealt with if, if we confront them sensitively and with compassion. And again, as I sort of say, you know, without the ego, without the, oh, you've upset me so much because our kids don't need that responsibility to look after our emotions as well as their own, as I keep saying. One of the first questions when I was on the um, phone lines at Childline or, you know, the also the chat rooms, um, one of the first questions that um, we asked was helping um, the young person to manage their injuries from self-harm um, because it's important to know that um, they need to be able to manage their wounds and keep them clean and and that sort of might sound sort of very matter of fact but I mean the point is is that the 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 solutions, you know, the talking solutions and everything else that I encourage parents to do are slightly longer term, you know. But what we need to do is to make sure that, um, you know, we we are dealing from a medical point of view, we are dealing with, um, you know, the, the, the sort of physical um, wounds or, or, or the sort of physical injuries. We need to deal with them promptly. I mean, with overdoses... Um, yeah, get get your child to A and E. Sort of find out what they've taken, um, and 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 if they won't tell you, sort of look out for um, pill bottles or blister. You know the blister packs. Look for evidence um, to sort of find out with cuts and wounds. Um, it it might sound sort of you know sort of again sort of very matter of fact, but make sure your child is using a clean blade. Um, even that, I, you know, I wouldn't, I, I just wish I didn't have to talk about this, but I do, and it's important. But, you know, so if your child sort of comes to, to, to you, um, 
and and is needing support you might have to apply pressure to bleeding cuts you know sometimes you find out because something goes wrong and they panic um and so you need to have a clear head so just you know make sure that um the any cuts are bandaged and um forgive me but a tea towel is less likely to stick to the wound um you know so so just be just be um just just react calmly and compassionately but make sure that the wound is clean and and run um you know run it under sort of tap water um but just because otherwise, if if, if if wounds aren't kept clean, and this is, you know, I, I read a book just recently. I can't even remember what it's called. I'll come back to it. But um, it was all about um, a young man who self-harmed throughout his adolescent and adult life. And he had self-harm packs hidden in, in sort of various parts of the house. Um so that he could always find a blade, so that he could always um, make sure that he could, you know, his wounds were sort of clean. Um, so a lot of this will be premeditated, and because if wounds become infected, you know, it's it the 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 infection can spread. So it's important to make sure that all this, whilst distressing, is is. Um, carried out as safely as possible that was an awful thing to say um but if if your you know if your child is burning themselves please note that um that burns can take anything from 10 to 30 minutes to cool down um and they need to be covered with cling film um don't use ice or creams or greasy substances such as butter no no it, it's just cold water and more cold water and more cold water um yeah so it's 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 important to think practically first um but there are many other ways to help so as a parent the first thing i would say i'm going to give you things to avoid first of all um avoid overreacting it's not productive and um, if you overreact, the likelihood is your child won't turn to you the next time. Um, avoid judgment. Don't blame yourself and don't blame your child. Um, it's, it's, it's a matter of dealing with the situation right here, right now. Um, don't jump to conclusions because whilst I did say that there is a, a risk of children who self-harm um you know sort of moving to suicide it's it's a very small percentage so not every child who self who self-harms ever considers suicide so don't jump to too many conclusions also though don't sort of issue ultimatums like demanding your child's got to stop um this puts unnecessary pressure on them um and you know what this is their coping mechanism now, what I'm going to help you to do is find different coping mechanisms, but this is their coping mechanism at the minute to numb out the pain and to try and make them feel better. It, it What they soon realise is that they only feel better temporarily, so therefore 
they need to revisit health self-harm as an option but um trying to sort of say to your child you've got to stop this is ridiculous or you're upsetting me so much is is really really not productive um and and you know what also isn't very productive is trying to solve the problem yourself because um a lot of the reasons, as I sort of said, for, for your child to consider self-harm is the fact that they have a loss of control about their emotions, about their feelings, about their circumstances. So you don't really want to be in a situation where you just um, try and solve yet another problem. This is their battle. Um, and it's a battle in which you are performing a supporting role. Um, and it's important to understand just that. What's worth noting is that 67% of parents believe the best course of action for self-harmers is for them to talk to their parents. Well, 16% of those self-harmers actually said they would consider speaking to their parents. Um, so that's worth bearing in mind. So um, it it might be quite hard for your child to even acknowledge what's going on but what i do want you as a parent is to acknowledge that this actually is a recovery post process and the pace really needs to be dictated by your child and not by you so if and when you find that out that your child has or is self-harming then invariably um forgive me folks but you could be part of the problem and as a result you might not be the best person for your child to confide in so big girl or boy pants on deal with this one um it's not about you we need to have sort of child-centered approach here so they might want to speak to a gp or the school nurse um or maybe a trusted relative someone who might be better placed to support your child but if you're if you're lucky enough for your child to open up to you and to agree that you are the one that they need to turn to, then please keep calm um, because overreacting, as we keep saying, it will just increase anxiety levels. Um, but it's also important to allow to, to, to allow your child to feel as though they are in control and that so you need to empower them. So provide space. Um invariably they're not going to stop self-harming overnight so it's a matter of trying to manage what's going on and then slowly start sort of you know unpeeling the layers of of that um onion so life does go on i mean there's still homework to do there's still sports practice to attend you know self-harm is only one part of your child i you know uh, it might be hugely scary for you and it might be very overwhelming but other stuff is still happening um flip we've got christmas just around the corner so it's it's a matter of reassuring them and reminding them that you still love them and that you are still there from them because a lot of kids don't want to tell their parents not only because they don't want to deal with the the, the, the fallout but because they dread disappointing their parents it's so important, and I know, I know it's easier said than done, but it's so important not to let self-harm become the focus of your relationship with your child. Um, as I say, it, it's important to deal with it in a matter-of-fact manner. Um, so deal with it um, with a clear head. Um, 
whilst letting your child know that their import their emotions are real and important i think that the whole thing is is that many kids feel unheard many kids feel um out of control many kids feel overwhelmed so we need to validate how they're feeling um so you know sort of comments like oh well i mean just hurting yourself's no use it's it that's not that's not productive um and we need to reassure them that they're not a failure and that these difficulties can be managed and they can be managed better together um so explain to them that you want to support them explain to them um what what actually could make self-harm that little bit more difficult for them so it could be putting you know sort of you know sort of pills or whatever out, out of the way or or doing a sweep for for self-harm kits to be honest um but just look after them and support them one great um tool is my three questions um it'll i'll, I'll put it in the show notes and uh, if you haven't heard it but it's it's a great way of helping you understand what your child's going through and i would ask this on a daily basis and it's three questions to ask your child and um the first question is what's your number so on a scale of one to ten how are you feeling um you know one being the worst and ten being the best um and then the second question is i'm, I'm zipping through this but um it, it, it's important um number second question is give me a describing word about how you're feeling and then the third question is do you want to talk and the great point about this is especially if you know that your child is self-harming is um you get a benchmark on how they're coping that day and it's important to understand how your child you know what's the emotional what's their emotional thermostat so I, I mentioned earlier that we were going to talk about coping strategies. You know, we need to find alternatives because basically um, self-harm is a way for your child to cope with difficult feelings and, and you know, and get, get back in control. So the thing is, is let's find other ways for your child to manage their feelings. Um, and it could include stress management techniques. I've, you know, I've mentioned box breathing, um, you know, in, in many podcasts, um, and that's in the show notes as well. Um, distraction techniques. It could be going for a walk. It could be listening to music. It could be drawing or playing an instrument or, you know, going for a jog or keeping a diary. Journaling is fabulous, absolutely fabulous, because it gets all those shitty feelings out on paper. Um, but it could be just you know, listening to music, having a bath, just make a list of all the things that your child likes to do that puts them in a good space. And maybe, you know, sort of keep, keep, tell them to keep the list on their phone so that they can refer to it. So they can sort of go, oh crap, I'm having a bad time, you know, and, 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 you know, what can I do right here, right now? I've got the five, four, three, two, one, calm down exercise, which helps them um you know just a distraction technique because if you even just for for that split second help them to put off harming themselves that will eventually you know sort of without feeling you know it, it, it will decrease that urge um and and hopefully it will reduce you know once they have distracted themselves for a minute or two maybe that is a bit like and a wave on the ocean you know do you know what i mean once once that's crashed once the wave has broken 
it's a bit like the urge to self-harm once that has been sort of you know traveled then or distracted from then they won't um that you know they, they they might not feel that need so it's just finding them them sort of distractions um there are you know in childline we we sort of sort of tried to give other um physical exercise you know exercises and uh, to, to help release emotions and one is sort of clenching an ice cube in in your hand until it melts or snapping an elastic band against the wrist um one girl said that just even just drawing on on her skin with a red pen was you know was was better instead of cutting but exercise and and hitting a pillow or you know listening to music all of these things whatever distraction works then it's you know that's uh, if you can sort of help your child identify what would work for them that would be brilliant now amongst all this um this is this is d distressing when 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 uh, when you're aware that your child is hurting themselves it is so distressing for a parent and um you're likely to be experiencing strong your strong emotions yourself um recovery from this is from self-harm is not an overnight so this is a journey for you and for your child so i need you to pay attention to what's going on for you acknowledge your stresses acknowledge your triggers take time to look after yourself um find out what your boundaries are um and you might need to seek support and that's fair enough um you know you it's it's a bit like the oxygen mask isn't it we 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 need to look after ourselves so that we can look after others so whether or not you go in whether or not you need reach out to me for goodness sake dm me kai at kaigram.com um but um or or gps or um a, a trusted friend or go and sort of you know you've got the emotional intelligence to understand everything that you one hopes to, <laughs> to what what you find on the internet so maybe go and look for support lines or you know sort of uh, advice um but it's important to look after yourself as well because this will take its toll if you don't um you know practice your own self care um but you know what? Above all, above all, it's about honesty. Um, I do keep saying that as individuals, we need to feel loved, understood and respected. And um, part of the recovery process is to let your child know that you are there to support them. Um, but to have, if your child is willing to talk to you then just listen and understand and maybe get them to explain in their own words um they may or may not have difficulty articulating what's going on in their head i mean as i said you know what some kids have no idea why they're doing it because we know that it doesn't make cognitive sense um and they know and this is where the shame and the guilt comes in um so they might not they might not have 
the words that you need to hear. But it's no blame, no judgment to, to yourself or to your kids. This is a recovery process. And remember, like quitting smoking, like quitting drinking, like trying to get back to the gym, you know, the first attempt to quit might not work, and that's okay. But it's that, that awful J word, it's a journey. And remain positive. And they, you know, you're, you are there to support them with love and support. And by understanding them, then you're validating their feelings and you are validating the pain that they are going through. And you, that's half the battle is for your child to know that they have your support come what may and they will succeed. Um, but if you do need any support, then please reach out to me or others who are there who are qualified to um, keep you keep you going on this path so that you and your children or you and your child can reach um, a happy conclusion. So, as always, this comes with very much love and I'll speak to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you want to help other parents looking for support, then please share this with your friends and family. Because if you find this podcast useful, then they will too. So please share by your social media. If you have any parenting questions, then please give me a shout through my email, which is toolbox at kygraham.com. And I may even use your question as a future podcast episode. If you want to connect, please come and join me on Instagram. Just search for Kai Graham. Also, could you do me a favour, please? Parenting teenagers can feel very confusing and isolating at times. And I believe that it takes a village to raise a child. And we are here to support one another. I'd love it if you would leave a review on iTunes. And a good one, by the way. (laughs) Because when you do, it lets more parents out there know that there is support for them too. Thank you. And as always, this comes with much love.